on this Monday evening. Uh, with me tonight, uh, no guest, but my co-hosts, Peter Ray Allison. Good evening, everyone. And John Joe Cosgrove. Hello, everybody, on this lovely Monday. We got no. We don't get to see the wonder that is John Joe tonight. Uh, he's no. Uh... You get the cartoon me tonight, you know, um, <laughs> which is basically which is basically Ricky Gervais. So, <laughs> what do you yeah. mean? It's basically Ricky Gervais. It is that Ricky is, Gervais. That is, it, yeah, that is the Ricky um, from the Ricky Gervais cartoon that came out a few years ago. Um, someone said to me, "Oh, that looks so much like you if you were a cartoon." And I thought, <laughs> "Fuck it, I'm going to use it then." And I've, I've I've used it on so many things, and I've never been pulled up on it by Ricky Gervais or HBO. So I think I'm good. Yeah, so we don't have much to talk about this uh, this evening because uh, John, Joe, and Pete have talked about it all before the podcast. So uh, you know we can't right, really we'll see you next week. Guys. <laughs> That's the quickest podcast ever. Um, okay, gents. So uh, John, Joe, especially because we're not seeing you for a bit. Uh, what are you being up to? What's going on? Oh, I tell you what. Um, especially today, I've had a massive catch up on. Um, I had a day off work, so I've had to catch up on all the shows that I've been lacking on so i finally caught up on the rings of power which is um is a bit so so i think at the moment i'm still are you on episode oh, one, five I'm one, yeah i've yeah. just watched episode five so I, I quite enjoyed episode five pretty good and then um i've also just finished watching the the free episode premiere of andor and after watching that i can honestly see why they done it as a free episode premiere because that third episode was really good. I really, really enjoyed it. I'm assuming it's because uh, I've not watched it yet, but by all means, you can talk about it and stuff. I've not seen it yet, but anybody else who hasn't seen it and doesn't want it spoiled, then uh, uh, you can close your ears. Um, actually, in fact, we'll talk <laughs> about that later because I kind of want to talk about the Rings of Power first and then we'll talk about that. But uh, just my question about Andor is um, do is it is a bit of a slow start? Is it sort of, is that why they need yeah. the three up? Slow burn. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the okay. first, the first episode in particular is very much plodding. It's very, um, it's it's obviously a slow build up to what you're gonna get in the story. Um, I mean, the action in the first ten minutes is really good, but then from that point, it does take a bit of a, a little bit of a stroll. It's almost kind of police procedural. Yeah, and then episode two is kind of the same, but then episode three, just um just wow it just it just kicks off and uh without without spoiling anything it is it's definitely action-packed from beginning to end okay well you know we'll we'll do rings apart after i'll have to remember and stuff because me and pete had a chat about it last (laughs) week and stuff but we'll talk about it after so andor obviously if you've not if you've not watched it uh and you don't want it ruined for you then um close thy ears um i haven't seen it but i know what happens at the end, because, you know, if you've seen Rogue to be, One. <laughs> to be fair, though, you know what happens at the end of Rogue One. Yeah. Because you've seen New Hope. Yeah. That's true. You do. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm not sort of super precious about it. I, I will enjoy it. To be honest, when it comes to spoilers... I'm not as arsy about them as maybe some people can be and stuff. Like, if somebody ruins something for me... Like, there's certain things in Game of Thrones and stuff like that where I've... I, I've had it ruined for me. I'm like, all right, okay, that's slightly annoying, but I'm not too sort of. I don't get too much. I don't get too much rage about it and stuff. But um, yeah, I'm assuming the first three episodes there's no massive big sort of like things happening. It's just the build up to the story about who he is, what he's, why he's doing it. 
Well, when Darth Vader comes, he comes leaping from the sky, followed by <laughs> no, no, it's no, it's very grounded. It's a very gritty, blue collar, almost alien esque vi- vision of the Star Wars universe, very much akin to uh, Rogue One in that regard. And there's no Jedi. There's no Jedi. It's that very. Was... That's what made Rogue One great because it was just like yeah. it was just a war film. However, I would say one thing about Rogue One is they do have references to the Force, mm-hmm. peppered throughout it as a religion rather than as a mystical ability. But here in Andor, no, no mention of it. Like it's just somewhere and- else. It's not. It's not a part of this sector of the galaxy it's just not part of it and also as well this this show it feels um it feels a bit a bit darker compared to other star wars material um some of the locations some of the settings they feel a bit more for a lack of a better term a bit more adult compared to the star wars that we may have been used to you know all these uh, bright colors and everything it, it, this does feel more underground this feels a uh, very um it feels like it's it's almost like serving that more it is serving that more adult orientated and there there is a little bit more language as well compared to other Star Wars outings. Especially in the late um episode three, there is um at least three expletives, which is um quite different for us. Yeah, it's it's very much um a kind of grounded realistic take on what would it be like to live in an exploitative bureaucracy that the Empire is? Mm. And there's no stormtroopers for the first three episodes. No stormtroopers. Which is <gasps> very strange. It's, it's, but it makes like... sense. It makes perfect sense yeah. when you think about it. Because the Empire, as glow-spanning as they are, still have, you know, only finite resources so they have to kind of so, and without going into too much, privatize their uh, security and control. Okay. Why not? Yeah. Okay. So uh, feel of uh, the sort of look and feel is it sort of uh, familiar but different? How does it sort of? Oh, definitely. It, you you definitely know this is Star Wars without any question. Especially when you get your um, when you get your spaceships, you get your. You know, when you see the ships coming in from, like, from light speed, you know, it's got that Star Wars aesthetic through and through. And with um, with Cassian Andor, um, he is really your only anchor from Rogue One, which is quite good. And, you know, I, you know, I, I, I think going into it, the first episode, I was really thinking, what are they really going to do with this character? This character has only had one real appearance in the Star Wars canon, how are they going to expand it? How are they going to build a a good prequel story? And how are they going to, you know, make this last what will be twenty four episodes? And you know, by the end of episode three, I'm I'm pretty much convinced now to go. Yeah, I think they're doing a good job, and I reckon. How long is this episode? Will probably about now. Long. About forty minutes. Yeah. Uh, John, Joe, we'll say one thing in you guys' comments. Boba Fett had five minutes in Empire Strikes Back and was killed at the end of Return of the Jedi. And there's been mountains of it, of kind of stories mm. and a seven-episode TV yeah. show about it. 
Uh, it's basically you 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 create a sufficiently enticing character that the audience are interested in, and you can just kind of expand any story you want from it. To be fair, what, I, yeah, I think that's a good argument. What yeah. what I quite like about <laughs> him is from from Rogue One is the grey area that he sort of um, occupied. It, it was it was his admission that you know he did stuff that he you know he wasn't proud of and stuff he did things that sort of you know aren't aren't what good people would do uh and i sort of like that yeah sort he's of, definitely no angel yeah he's definitely no angel yeah so he, it's um, basically the greater it's sort of it for me rogue one was what made the rebellion real what sort of i always got about you know, when you watch all the Star Wars films, the Rebellion are, you know, they're, they're the good guys. They are as white as white. They are sort of, you know, no stains to their character by the odd sort of kind of treacherous thing now and again. The Rebellion, you know, the the Rebels are sort of, you know, I, w- I would assume what sort of kind of like... Um, I don't know, like America might see itself during the, the War of Independence or something like It's like it was purely sort of kind of white as white, no sort of kind of, there was no, there's no dark area to it. Where, where, where Andor and Rogue One and why I love Rogue One so much is because they gave it a darker edge, which made it more real and made it more sort of, you know, that, that I can, I can understand that as a rebellion, you know, fine, you've not done you're not as good as you maybe portray yourself as the propaganda that would be the uh you know the the sort of kind of the the original trilogy would sort of kind of dictate but there is darkness there but you you've had to do that to get to where you are and i i love that i think that's that yeah, angle alone. i think it's the Andor tv series will kind of continue exploring that uh themes and subjects quite in depth i do as i understand um mon mothma and sogwara will be making appearance later in the show but the first three episodes of andor are purely for uh, essentially character study on andor and basically why does he join the, re- the rebellion what is his it's basically a recruitment campaign the first three episodes is like how he's recruited and how he does it, it's just done really well and it's a very slow build you can just see he gets his life you find where he is his needs his wants his and yes it's done re- told really well it's very much shown without telling you you just have to watch it pay attention and the answers will be there see I, there's one thing that i've always wanted them to do and it is do a film or a series from the angle of the empire and I know I appreciate like you've you've literally got nine films and uh you know numerous sort of kind of spin offs that sort of kind of portray the empire as the all the you know the almighty evil and stuff but I like there were there's a fan film and I've mentioned this uh in podcasts before, but there was one and it it's a fan film, but it's on the side of some uh stormtroopers and basically the reason why they um they signed up because they were people like Andor and stuff killed, um, you know, killed their families or, you know, did, you know, they, their sort of families were killed. And so they, they joined uh, the, the empire to sort of get back at the, um, the sort of terrorists. And it's all about sort of like, you got this, 
girl and a guy who sort of grew up together and then she goes off and disappears. His, I think his family gets killed and then he joins the Empire as a stormtrooper. And then at the end, there's like the fight between both of them because she joins the Rebellion. And I kind of like that sort of other edge because at the end, he isn't sorry for what he does because it's like, you know, you killed my family. Um, the Empire effectively let me get back um you know get some revenge get some sort of kind of closure on this and stuff and i like that angle i like that sort of thing because it's like the whole thing about you know like the doing clerks where it's like you know the second death star was probably filled with um you know contractors and sort of you know there's no way it was all i suspect you'll see some of that as this story goes on because you do meet you are interested in some characters that you can see fitting very well within the empire, but they're not past the empire yet. They're just kind of doing mm. their jobs, yeah. going about their day, you know, fulfilling their duty and wanting to do it well. Yeah. And you kind of slowly introduced to it and you can see how, especially in Andor, why joining the empire would be a good thing. Why crushing dissent against, why kind of, you know, stopping criminal activities that, you know, kill and main people why you would want to do that yeah i think it's i think it's a good it's a good angle because once you've you've got through that trope of good versus evil um constantly and it's like as much as it's enjoyable and things like that you can't it's good to have a bit more gray it's like like Mm. we were talking about the new batman film before we came on and stuff you know where you were saying about patterson and and how you haven't seen the Batman because you you, you watch Tenant and then you realise how he actually yeah, he's really I, good and, and so, he's incredibly intense. I mean, I've just been watching it recently on Amazon Prime. Oh. I'm not seeing it yet, and I'm, I'm literally like, what's Jim thinking? It's an incredible film. I mean, absolutely, it's a very much a cerebral, yeah. you know, action film. I mean, you can't just switch your mind off to it. You have to watch it and pay attention and take notes because if you don't, you will get lost with all the, within the plot, but yeah. it's really well done. I mean, uh, the protagonist is great, but for me, the character that stands out is Neil played by um, Robert Patterson. Now, the only thing I've known of him in was Twilight. And I thought, yeah, not um, me. I'll no. tell you what, you should watch The Lighthouse. Because he is in that with um, Willem Dafoe, and that is such a good movie. Yeah, he such is a, like I, I was the same. <laughs> I was the same. Like I was like Twilight. No, I'm and I don't. I'm, yeah. There's no way I'm going to sort of. And I was like, <laughs> I, I had zero interest. But again, I saw him in Tenant. I saw him in um, what else did I see him in? I can't remember. I saw him in something else. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this guy a chance as Batman, and he's really good. And the whole point was that. It's a darker edge to. It's not just like it's not just like a, an honourable guy. He is a sort of good guy, but he's got this sort of kind of kind of evilish dark edge to him and stuff. And that's what I kind of like. You know, you need that sort of bringing it back to Star Wars. You need that sort of other side to the proverbial coin, um, and that gives you so much more material. Like, just think, you know, you could the amount of stuff you could have, like Star Wars. I don't know what they could call it, Star Wars Noir or something like that. You know, where you have this sort of like, you know, the other side of the coin. You know, the way Marvel have the what ifs and things like this, where you could have a Star Wars thing. It's like you know, a what if, but you could have like you know, from the view of this planet or these people or you know. um, you could do loads of things and it's just sort of like, you know, 
it's 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 a, it's a, it's an untapped gold mine i'd say of material there and currently the only people who are using it are youtube um um shorts creators and stuff um and it's it's something i think they should definitely look at and stuff it's just like the one thing that um i think they can't do which is a shame because i always quite liked the um the oh, I just, he, What's I can't remember their name now. There's basically after the galactic after the empire gets um beaten uh by the rebellion uh oh, what are they called the Yvonne Bok what are they called basically force sensitive aliens that invade afterwards. Yvonne, oh yeah, Yvonne. where the, the yes where the empire and the republic team up to take on the these invading aliens. Uh, we've we've talked about this before. I I always Google its name. <laughs> I can't find um, Vok. Uh, let me see. Do yeah. have a yeah. I do have a certain memory of this, but I can't recall it off the top of my head. Um, I was just going to say because you were talking about Batman. Yeah. Um, the Batman with um, Andor, there is a, a nice little link actually between the two. Um, there is an actor called Alex Ferns who appears in both the Batman because um, he plays the commissioner, uh, Commissioner Pete Savage, who is at the beginning. He also plays Sergeant Mosk in this one, who is the, um, the uh, you know, even though there is no Irish, Scottish, but he is basically the Irish um part of the you know part of the squadron that is going up against Andor and I think he's a fantastic actor and to see him in two quite prominent roles this year is fantastic he's he, um but yeah have a look out for him if um the Yuzan yeah, Vong the Yuzan Vong war I yeah. always I always do this every time I always forget what it's the Yuzan Vong and that is such a good that would have been such a good place to go um because it's a lot darker there's a lot more going on it's basically shows that as much as the empire wasn't um wasn't all as it wasn't sort of uh, a good thing it wasn't a super bad thing either because the death yeah. star the death star was created to prevent the yuzong vong from invading and when they destroyed mm. these death stars um, it basically opened up the gate for them to invade and then caused another war, which was more, which was a, a hundred times more apocalyptic than the Galactic War and stuff. And uh, millions and um, billions died in that war that came on and stuff. So as much as they were bad, yeah. um, they were causing the defense of the, and it was just one of those things. I kind of like that sort of other edge to it. I think that's something would have been quite good. Yeah. Um, do, do you guys ever play the, um, the Battlefront 2 game from a few years ago. Yeah. Because there was a storyline in that which um, sort of takes place after Return of the Jedi, just after the second Death Star's been destroyed. And you've got some members of the Empire who are now struggling to find their path and they are sort of trying to continue the work of the Empire. And then you get half the game where you're basically, they're still on the dark side. They're still fighting for what they believe in. And then as time goes on, they then start to more or less become part of the resistance. They then, uh, you know, it's quite a good, st- I mean, the game itself 
was very hit and miss. But I thought that was quite a good story angle because it was nice to see that kind of story arc. But um, I, do you know what? I reckon we are going to get stories like this going forwards because I think Star Wars is going to focus a lot more. I mean, come on, the, the film slate keeps getting pushed back. I don't even know when the next film because we yeah. were supposed to have the um, the Rogue Squadrons um, oh, it's been apparently Rogue Squadrons I think Rogue has been cancelled yeah. there's no Rogue Squadron anymore yeah so yeah. now it's the it's supposed to be the Taika Waititi one I think at the end of 2025 so what's that one going to be a, well it's it's one of two things one I've heard one thing saying it was going to be part of the the High Republic which could be good if they go with that or they might be retooling and going for episode 10 instead. But personally for me, I reckon go forward. That's fine for me, but I, I don't want them to be anything associated with Skywalker saga. I want them to yeah. go like, you know, hundreds of years in the future. I want them to just give it a whole new setting, whole, you know, if they went, whole new, whole new path. if they went to the sort of like old Republic, uh, the, uh, the old Republic and stuff, um, I think they with the Sith Empire and things like that, thousands of years in the sort of kind of in the past, I think you know, you could there's a lot of there's a mm. lot of stuff there they could use and go off. Um if they go forward, it feels a bit more like they're trying to milk what they already have and stuff. Um so I don't know about that. I, don't I mean know, um, it's more story. Yeah, I was just gonna say if we look at um, you know, Going forward, you can basically do anything then. You know, you've got the potential for whatever you want. Going backwards from the Skywalker saga, you are going to be almost limited because you still have to go within that confines of what's to come afterwards. But no, going forward, you I can know, do but if you practically go, anything. I know, I, I understand that, but if you're going that far back into, like, you know, the Old Republic and things, you're, you're talking, like, thousands of years and, you know, a lot of sort of, you know, good story, which they could sort of oh, yeah. backfill and stuff. And it's like, at least there is there some yeah, sort I would, of... I would like a new story. We've, we've experienced a story in the Old Republic and it has been a setting that has been really delved into. But going hmm. forward... Telling you stories based on the sequel trilogy, and you know, uh, following on from there, that is that offers a lot of like intriguing setting ideas. Like, what happens to the um, Jedi Temple? What happened to it? What happens to um, well, even we could even have the um, Billy Dean, if Billy Dean was willing to return, the Lando Talcarizian film that we've been always been wanting mm. there's lots of stories to tell in the star wars going forward and that's what i want to say i want to see more star wars so where do we go for me this you know the um the empire i mean you've got the fragment even though the emperor is dead you still got the fragments of the empire still out there what's mm. going to happen to them but and that's the thing you don't even have to have the sith you can come up with a whole new entity um i mean the high republic novels are focused on the nihil which are they're fantastic villains and they are, you know, they're still properly grounded in evil and they do really have such a presence that shatters the galaxy, but they're not Sith, you know, they're not got that kind of power to them. And I reckon if we had something like that for a sequel film, whatever we get beyond episode nine, I reckon it'd be good. We need some kind of progression, but also we need something that's going to, like you say, 
we need to see what happens next with the Jedi as well. You know, are we going to get a new yeah. r- round of Jedi? Or, we, or are we going to get the grey Jedi, which we've been having teased for God knows how long? You know, it'd be I mean, nice just, to have... Yeah, just look at the Mandalorian and what that, what's that done with the, uh, like, the sequel to... Well, because uh, that's after the Jedi and... No, no, Mandalorian's between uh, Empire and Jedi. Oh, is it? It's like yeah, my mistake. So it's not, it's no, not after. No, no it's, after, it's after Return of the Jedi. It's five years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Yes. Yes. Why do you think that Luke Skywalker is already going around? Oh, yeah. yeah. Star, of course, yeah. Of yeah, Jedi. you're right, because he's in his black and he's got his green lightsaber. What am yeah. I talking about? Oh, God. I, mean, I, I oh, feel man. that's very embarrassing. <laughs> that's very yeah, embarrassing. That's, that's after... Um, that's set between the original and the sequel trilogy, and that's telling some oh. incredibly good stories. I mean, the entire that's episode the of the, the entire episode of the of the final episode of the second season. The, it's just that could be a film that easily could have been done as a film. Mm. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. I so, d- yeah. I, I, I feel like the Mandalorian was meant to be kind of what Boba it was kind of meant to be Boba Fett but by a different name and then they went oh we'll just get we'll just do Boba Fett and it's like he didn't oh I didn't really feel like he lived up to what I thought I I didn't hate it but I just didn't really it's very telling that the best episode in in the book of Boba Fett is the one where Boba Fett is not in it. Yeah, I felt like it was felt like it was the it was like the Mandalorian featuring Boba Fett. You know, you know, it, there was yeah. he just did cameos in but, his own series. But if you look at, um, I think it was episode five of Book of Boba Fett. You know, you didn't have Boba Fett in the episode at all, but you had Mando. You had Grogu, you had Luke Skywalker, you had Ahsoka Tano. You know, this is like basically you've got yeah. your your other shows that you've got set up in this part of the Star Wars universe, but instead you're basically doing a backdoor pilot for all of these almost in this episode. Well, you yeah, know, you've got the Ahsoka series that's coming, mm. and I reckon uh, and someone was saying the other day that they want to try and incorporate Luke Skywalker into another one of these shows, which is good, but imagine how much that must cost to get this actor superimpose Mark Hamill's thirty-year-old face onto this actor. It's um, and using the same vocal technology that's been recently used for James Earl Jones to recreate his voice. Yeah, I mean, when I watched that episode, I was thinking, "Am I right? Am I watching the right episode? Am I just watching the conclusion? <laughs> like, is this has this been uploaded by Undisney Plus by mistake?" No, it was just the way they wrote it. And I would actually like to watch a Jedi Temple trilogy. Set mm. a focus a film on the Jedi Temple and the politics there and the Yes, I just the Jedi are Jedi, but they're also they're human. Yeah. And they're kind of oh. trying to balance the human needs with the fact of trying to become a Jedi. But I don't know if that's because of the films, and you've got nine films that, re- that orientate around the struggles of Jedi, effectively. I'm not sure if you'd... Like, don't get me wrong, when, like, you know, Luke Skywalker turns up in Mandalorian and things like that, it's like, oh my god, it's like Luke Skywalker and stuff. But I'm not sure I'm... I would want... Like, my favourite Star Wars films, I lo- I actually really enjoy Solo, because it's not really... Jedi orientated. I really enjoyed Rogue One because it's not really Jedi orientated at all. Um, um, and as much as I love the Star Wars films, 
you know, it's I kind of like seeing the other part of it. I like seeing the other the other things that can happen and stuff. And you know, I I would kind of like to see a republic that now has responsibility for the you know the galaxy and the struggles that they have to still be the good guys in a place where things aren't so sort of maybe black and white and stuff. So they're going to be in areas where they have to sort of keep order and, you know, they're not appreciated maybe as much as sort of they, they thought they would be and stuff like that. You know, I, I kind of, I kind of like those angles and stuff. Yeah. For me, I mean, it, I, mean I wouldn't want a film about the Jedi where it's just like all oh, flashing lightsabers and like slaying down all the Sith and yeah we win. I'd want where, where it's a philosophical debate about the nuances of the force mm. and how inaction versus action if I go and help someone, am I just enabling them? I guess you or could do I send So something like that where it's actually what does it mean to be a Jedi? I guess you could, yeah. like, tying in what John Joe said about the Grey Jedi and stuff, you could have a series that is, um, it, it's basically about the Jedi as they are, sort of, you know, uh, do and do not, you know, there is no try, and everything is very a much uh, an absolute. It's like you do something or you do not, or you, exactly. you know, you have your very strict codes about doing things. You can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. But you would have maybe... I don't look Skywalker and stuff who's used darker far you know who's used like force chokes and he's used sort of like things sort of he probably shouldn't have to you know show that maybe there is a grayer area to it and stuff so the gray jedi wise where you mm. you basically you bring balance to the force by balancing it within yourself so it's not all about using the light side it's not all about using the dark side it's about balancing it between you because I'm- yeah, I, I'm, I'm just thinking what I would like to see is, um, even if it was for the majority of the film, like you say, you've got Jedi that are almost like policing the universe. So, you know, if they see that, you know, there's a, a potential Sith or potential evil that's gr- growing, they literally, five minutes, they've taken it out, it's done. But then if they see something on the other side, which may be affecting their balance, they take care of that as well. And it'd be nice to see, you know, uh, for a lack of, I'm trying to think of like another term that could really work for it, but um, I'll go with one of my favourite examples: Mortal Kombat. You have the Elder Gods. You know they are not supposed to interfere. They're supposed to more or less keep a balance and keep things fair across all realms. That's what I'd like to see with Grey Jedi. I'd like to see them sort of like you know they'll only intervene if they have to, but they're just trying to keep an equilibrium across everything they can. Who the great the, you know, the Grey Jedi are? Trying to create the equilibrium. Yeah. Well, yeah, almost, yeah. And I think, could you imagine if um, we go forward maybe, you know, just for example, we go 1,000 years after the Rise of Skywalker and you haven't just got a few Jedi, you've got millions of Jedi, you know. So every planet, every system is inhabited with many Jedi who are able to communicate with each other. They can, you know, they all know what the universe should be like, and then something happens. You get some Jedi that break off from that that teachings. They, I don't know, maybe they find the old Jedi text and they think, okay, maybe the light side is the way that we should go. And then you might have some that think, okay, to the extreme to fight off these 
good Jedi. They then take on the teachings, you know, from from you know from the Sith or from the Nile or from any of these other threats that have come from the thousands of years of Jedi um, Star Wars history. You could, we yeah. need something different. We you need could. something. Yeah, I mean, we need something. That's really I've always enjoyed. There. I've enjoyed the Jedi when the when the Jedi absolutes come against real life. And the fact that real life does not deal in absolutes, there's, as Matt says, is like there's mm. lots of grey areas. And once I see that, just like the, the interaction of those two of real life and Jedi and how the Jedi code as a stand isn't really that practical for day-to-day living. Uh, I mean, I've always enjoyed um, Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, when mm. uh, Kanan was teaching Ezra uh, the Force and like Ezra was, try, was trying to apply real-world experiences to the Jedi Code and was really shocked because it's not practical. And one of my favourite characters in Kenobi was actually the guy pretending to be a Jedi. Oh, right, yeah. I really wanted to see one of the, one of the Inquisitors fighting against that uh, con artist where he was using, like, where the the Sith that Inquisitor will be using like your Sith force powers, and the Conma was defending himself using like you know, the magnets. <laughs> that, that might have been quite interesting to kind of so like and like completely throwing the Sith. The, the Sith going, hang on, how is he doing all that? And the guy's got to go magnets. You could you could have <laughs> you could have not like a, a like a policing series, but you could have a sort of illuminati type thing where the gray jedi are trying to balance both sides uh and neither side is aware of their interference with with certain things and stuff so you've got you know you know if uh the jedi are looking like they're going to overthrow um the you know uh the sith or or something they're going to basically and what what is balance um then the great the great great jedi intervene and and do something to sort of kind of uh prevent that and vice versa if the if the dark side is becoming too strong then they do side and the interactions between both of them or maybe you have a character whose job it is to sort of you know balance that out that sort of you know and how he interacts with both sides and that would be quite a cool sort of angle i think Hmm. Yeah, I think so. Like, I, well, I was just—we've just been talking about this for half an hour. So, there's definitely stories you could still tell within the Star Wars universe going forward because there's a lot of un, unexplored depths that you know are, are stories that are waiting to be told. I'm I'm just slightly mm. worried about Taika Waititi's um, film only because, as much as you know, I love Jojo Rabbit. I love. Um, I love Thor uh, um, Ragnarok, um, but I I love obviously. Um, oh, what we do in the shadows? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's sort of, and I, I don't sort of. I it's just <laughs> Thor, uh, love and thunder. Um, I I really sort of made me kind of go, eh? and I kind of hope he doesn't kind of go over it because he. I think he realizes that people like his sense of humor um, and the way he's a bit random and stuff. And I, I think they overdid it with 
Love and Thunder, and I would hate him to kind of do that with this, you know, <laughs> go into a Star Wars film and over-cheese it. Because with Love and the Thunder, they took the edge off it. Kill, um, what's his name? Uh, he was the bad guy by, he, uh, God, what's his name? He was the main Gore, bad guy. The Gore, Gore yeah, Gore, yeah. He he was a great character whose whose position was killed by unnecessary comedy and stuff. So you took yeah. what was some really good sort of um, depth from him because they were just throwing in these really sort of kind of random sort of like comedy yeah. things going on. And I don't um, want that to happen because you need that edge to sort of kind of make something sort of... I- I'll tell you um, one of the best examples for this. Because um, after Fort Ragnarok, they very much said to Taika Waititi, um, yeah, you know what you're doing. We'll leave you basically the reins. You you put together the film that you want. Um, they did, and don't get me wrong, sometimes that works really well. A single vision can do wonders for a movie. But if you think back to after Wonder Woman came out, because mm-hmm. Wonder Woman was a great movie, then you had Wonder Woman 1984, which was Patty Jenkins basically being given full control. And let's be fair, that film is not great. There is a there is a hell of a lot of problems with with that second Wonder Woman film. Uh, don't get me wrong, it's fun. It's um it's cheesy fun, but apart from that, it's there's very little about it that really made me think I really want to watch this. And you look at the cast in that movie as well. They absolutely waste Pedro Pascal, which is a pain to see they really just make him like fodder he's just like oh spout some exposition about a box yep done yep chuck him out next oh Kristen wig oh we put her in terrible cgi yep fuck her she's gone there next it's like it was <laughs> yeah it was awful but um i i don't think i i don't think we're gonna i don't think we're gonna have many um i think what marvel are doing now marvel's doing a very um like test the waters kind of thing. If you look at their projects, um, projects like Pete was saying earlier, Marvel are, you know, they're expanding. They're doing, they're trying to test different genres, different areas to see what works. And, you know, with that, you're trying with different people. Um, You know, before we spoke about the, the future slate of films that are coming up, Mm -hmm. um, because they've already announced uh, it because, you know, it's only 2025 when we get the next two Avengers films. They've already announced it. It's um, Destin Daniel Critton, who directed Shang-Chi. He's going to be director for Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. And I'm looking forward to that as a vision. I think that's going to be really good. And if I'm what, what I'm hearing is correct, Secret Wars, we're going to have another um, Marvel alum who's going to be taken over. Someone who um, apparently did do really well. Um, what I'm hearing is John Watts, who made the Spider-Man trilogy, could potentially be doing that. And I think, you know, there's some safe pair of hands. And I think they're ones who, you know, won't go overboard in one direction or another. I think they are very good at telling balanced stories. And, you know, just look at Spider-Man, No Way Home. But uh, back to the Star Wars thing, do you think Taika Waititi could sort of go over over the overboard with... uh... I think... I think, I think, unfortunately, unlike some of these directors, Taika Waititi, I think his comedy works, but he has to have someone that sort of keeps him in reality, just goes, well, okay, look, yep, that's good. Yep, that's fine. But dial it back a bit. I think if he's got someone like that, if he's got a a handy co-writer or co-producer who can 
you know, keep him on level, I reckon it will work. Because I think that's where, it, when he's in collaboration, when he's willing to do a bit of give and take, I think that's when he's at his strongest. If he can do that with Star Wars, great. If he doesn't, you've got another Thor, Love and Thunder, which, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed that film. But I know it has a lot of problems in that movie. Yeah, I just don't want loads of like <laughs> I've got a bad feeling about this waka waka waka, think... you know, sort of. No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just like it could very oh, easily oh, become an absolute fast. Yeah, you know, instead of Star Wars music, you got ACDC playing over some sort of things and stuff. I'd have oh, no problem with that. <laughs> I love. Don't get me wrong. Its soundtracks are always great, but it, with Star Wars. You're, you're talking about something pretty sacred wow. to a lot yeah. of people um, and you got to be careful as much as there is comedy within it it's it's nuanced and there is there has to be a sort of darker edge to it and stuff and if he just comes flying in with you know uh, uh that's a uh that's a rock paper scissor joke and uh you're just like all right that would have been I funny think- and something else but this is not funny in Star I don't Wars. Think you can, I don't think you can have that in Star Wars, though, because I think whereas Marvel is kind of, you know, it is almost grounded to a universe that you know, Star Wars is a completely different thing. I yeah, don't it's, think it's you a universe long, long time ago in a galaxy yeah. far, far away. It's, you know, it's, you know explicitly yeah. not here. Yeah, can you imagine though, that one of them opens up the cabinet and goes, oh, look at this, guys. I found some Iron Maiden records. What's a record? I don't know, but let's see if we can play it. Um, I don't think I don't think you're gonna have that. No, because and, you, you can't have that because it's in a long, it's a galaxy, it's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. They'd have to time travel. We'd have to get to the present where they they find Earth and uh, you know they find Earth. No, no talking about South oh. Galactica. Yeah. Oh. <coughs> um, Joe, I can't get over you going hey, waka waka. That's that's done me. I think for the rest of the evening. <laughs> well, it is. You get you. It's just like it, it's like there is comedy in star wars to your oh, point yeah, I mean, but it's I mean, not just it's not explicit i mean it's yeah. more humor in the moment i like, just look at han solo's commentary like where he's kind of like when they're free and layer from the prison cell in a new hope and he goes oh yeah yep yeah, weapons fire weapons fire yep yeah, don't feel worry about um and he goes also oh, no 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 we've had a reactor bridge reactor bridge you can't come in and he goes who is this what's your number and hans goes one yeah. conversation anyway that is funny but it's not comedic yeah yeah it's only, yeah. It, there has to be and the thing about Taika Waititi is I could see like if it's not like if it was in a, an outer rim sort of thing and, and you had some sort of completely unrelated sort of thing to the Empire and to uh, Jedi and stuff you know you just got some like you know, I, I don't know, you've got some bounty hunters and stuff like that. You could sort of maybe uh-huh. do something like um, that, but it's just, I don't want him to go over the top. I I really enjoy his films, but I just don't want him to over, <laughs> over ham it up, basically. I, but then again, he has directed um, a couple of episodes of Mandalorian as well, so... Uh, oh, I suppose yeah, he was. He, he played, he did, true, and he, he played... He did play uh, one the, yeah, he played... Um, IG88, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. He did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did. But that, obviously, that oh. sort of within certain... You, you would have had certain guidelines, probably. You know, John, oh, Fa- yeah. John Favreau was kind of gone. Yeah, gone sort of like, you know, this is this <laughs> and stuff. And, you know, so that's great. But if he's on his own, he's let off the list. Like that, that, don't get me wrong. You know, Jojo Rabbit is, you know, it's that's comical, but it's sort of 
there's an ed- there's an edge to it as well and stuff. So the co- the way the comedy goes and stuff, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> like it just the whole, the whole thing with Hitler and stuff. It's just hilarious. oh yeah, just twenty times in a row they're going how Hitler. How yeah, Hitler. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But it's sort of it it is and it, there's a darker edge to it. So I can kind of you know mm. that's all right because it's not all oh, it's it's kind of dark comedy okay. in a way. Um, and this, this happens back to something Terry Pratchett once said, which is like, no, you can be funny and serious at the same time. The opposite of funny is to be unfunny. The opposite of serious is to be unserious. So you can be like funny and serious at the same time. It's just when it becomes explicitly funny and overrides everything else, that's when it does become, when it feels disconcerting and out of place. Mm. Mm. yeah well i think long story short is there's a lot of material that can go with and stuff i'm assuming they're going to milk that cash cow for a very long time so uh, given how much disney paid for star wars yes yeah so i think they're going to milk that one for a while my sort of sort of last uh, comment on it and stuff is that star wars back in the day was something that was you know comic books or um was the films and stuff like that there wasn't as much now there's like there's series all over the place there's animated series there's there's new films there's books there's everything there's so much of it it feels like it might be slightly oversaturated and i kind of no 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 well well, they could do it with marvel why can't they do it with Star Wars, really? As long as you can tell good stories, you can do as much as you want. Yeah, not, they're not kind of sticking in the same genre. If you look at, like, the Star Wars um, TV shows, you've got, like, the Western the Western drama, which is The Mandalorian. You've got, you know, the mystic, um, magical one, which is um, Kenobi. You've got mm. um, the... And now you've got it's the so, grounded it's like a thriller, war film. Really. Yeah, thriller, yeah, a grounded thriller, which is uh, Andor. They're experimenting and they're kind of seeing what stories they can tell. Mm. And I'm all for it. Yeah. And also, if you've got like kids showing, you've got the kids show, um, is it Rebellion? Oh, Bad Batch. And, well, not, not, I wouldn't say that's really a kids show. Um, thinking more like... The, Oh, that, that very much yeah. anime inspired. Oh, I know one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rebellion. That was the um, one set between yeah. seven and eight. I think. Yeah. Yeah, Rebellion. That was you know very you know a child focused story with a very kind of interesting anime style art to it, and that was really well done. And you've also got the Fantastic Rebels, and also mm-hmm. the um, Star Wars Clone Wars. I okay. never, I, you know what, I started watching Clone Wars and just couldn't, I, I got into series two yeah. and I wasn't really <laughs> getting me, I wasn't really getting gripped by it and stuff, so I kind of stopped watching it. Um, <laughs> I've been told I just have to give it a bit more time and stuff, so I'll go yeah, back to it. I'm reliably informed, I mean, this is something Geek Prize, a lot of Benson tells us, that, is that, you know, it's a series you get better as it goes on. And mm. I mean, I got to about season three, and I just stopped watching it because it was getting very repetitive because they're sticking to the 20 episode per season structure, which <laughs> was 
working yep. against it because they were just padding out the stories with the same thing again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And it just became a bit of a chore. Now, I am tempted to skip a lot of seasons and just watch like the recent final season. I'll probably miss some nuances to it, but I'm going to save a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And completely going on a tangent, and forgive me for this, is uh, I've been watching Cobra Kai. Oh, so good. So but good. I am going to get lambasted by everyone here, so please be aware of me, is I only watched the last two or three episodes per season, and I just cut out all that needless relation, all that needless relationship drama, go straight to the kind of climax, and then it's done. I watched the first. I watched the first one, first season, and I watched. I think I watched the second one, with the second one um, of Cobra Kai, and I just found all that kind of build-up of tension. Oh, no, man. It's not even that there's many episodes. There's only eight. There's only like ten episodes of it, yeah. It's 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 like the Karate Kid 90210. No. Cobra Kai is a series that keeps on giving because it's not there. It's something that you would think was a series that would get old very fast, but the way they're sort of being able to sort of bring out the rivalries and bring out bad guys. Um, what's his name? Who was the most recent bad guy? Um, John Silver. Yeah, John Silver. He, you know, having him and then bringing in old guys, you know, from up from the from the you know from the films and stuff. You know, he had his old girlfriend. He had his old girlfriend from uh, from uh, from three. Yeah. Apparently, obviously, they might bring in uh, the girl from Karate Kid Four at one point in time, and uh, sort of like this, that sort of thing's great. And the build up is like you know that that tension and how. Well, yeah. you, it's just needless. Do you think Hilary uh, Swank's going to be in um, Cobra Kai? Because oh, it was Hilary Swank that was in um, Karate Kid Four. Was she the Was she the Karate Kid? Yeah, I'm sure it was Hilary yeah. Swank. I've got to look it up now, but I'm I'm 99 sure it was her. Yeah, <laughs> I I understand that, but I can watch like the, the seven, eight, nine, and ten of a season. And have no problem getting no understanding what's going on because I'm just ignored all that relationship. Build. I've gone straight in at the climax and I know exactly what's going on. There's nothing there. That fluff, the seven episodes of fluff, is completely <sighs> needed. Oh, I can understand oh, that. Man, you, could, you could say that about everything. What about, what about, the, about Under. what about the Mandalorian and stuff like that? It's it's all sort of kind of his building up his relationship with uh, Grogu yeah, and stuff. Yeah, there was a story episode. I know, but... man, but you're you're doing yourself a mischief there. You're doing yourself a big mischief because it's not it's not I understand like having watched series like The Walking Dead and things where I'm literally I could watch the first episode, the middle episode and the last episode and be happy enough with it because the rest of it is just garbage filler. You know, it's just sort of, you know, <laughs> it's just I and I've been yeah. I've been through the it's trauma of, of watching The Walking Dead where it just got so formulaic and so sort of boring that I was literally not sort of the last series that I watched. I wasn't even really watching. I was doing other things and I had it on in the background. And then basically when the good episode came out, which there was like three a season, you sort of kind of watched it and then that was it. But you didn't really care because the other ones is about stuff that people had no real matter about the sport. Whereas with Cobra Kai, it's always about a main character. So it's either about Johnny or it's about, uh, it's about, um, 
uh, oh god, Larusso, fucking <laughs> fucking Prince name. Uh, <laughs> How'd you forget well. Daniel Sun? Yeah, Daniel Larusso, uh, Danielson, uh, or you know, it's about their sort of kind of relationship with the kids and the different sort of kind of interactions with the kids. And it's you know what's what I like? It's a series about redemption, but it's got like it's a series about redemption and how people can turn it around. But it's got that angle of how, yeah, you know what, if you get, if you, you can be, you can redeem yourself, but some people just are bad and won't redeem yourself, won't redeem themselves. So, um, Chris, uh, is like the ultimate bad guy and stuff because he's just like, you think he's, you're like, yeah, this guy's going to turn his shit around. You know what? He's got that sort of kind of soft edge for Johnny and stuff where he's just like, you know what? I, you know, I, I love this. I love this kid, but he's a fucking shit bag and stuff. And he, it turns out that he's sort of, you know, uh, it's all sort of, you know, uh, Machiavellian sort of, um, you know, machinations to try and get his way out of jail and stuff. It's it's awesome, and you need that. You need to watch all of it to sort of get that I'll, sort of yeah. angle and stuff. I will say one thing uh, for Cobra Guy, and that the choreography is amazing. Yeah. I say this as someone who does uh, kung fu, and yeah, that choreography. There's no snap cuts. There's no kind of like oh, quickly pull the hoods up so you can't see the faces, so you can get the stuntmen in. No. These people are doing some fantastic karate, and it shows. And the way they kind of, you know, shoot the scene so you know exactly who's going where, what's going on, and you kind of build up these rivalries within each kind of fight um, where... Well, you wouldn't know about that, Pete, because you really, you know what you've, you know what you've missed. No, I'm talking about the fight themselves. <laughs> I know, but exactly. But you've missed out, right? So, did you, you know, when the the episode, right, where it's, the, I think it's the last episode which you would have seen because you ignored the other ones, where they all sort of kind of they say protect the egg. Which did you did you notice? Know where was that from? That was from an early earlier in the um, at the base start of the fifth season. No, it wasn't, Pete. No, oh. no, because you didn't watch it and you don't know what's going on. And well, you I just didn't need really, to know. Yeah, you did, because what? it was all about just... them working together. And it was, um, oh, what's the name of his, the, the uh, oh, I'm so bad with names. Uh, what, no, what not? what's the name of his rival from Karate Kid 2, who's the bad guy who turns good? Uh, he has him over, Japanese fella. Oh, I know him. I know him. Chos- yes. Chosen is it? Chosen. 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 Yeah. Um, so he basically gets them all together, and he's just like he gives them all an egg, and he basically says, "You know, you need to protect this egg from me, and I'm going to destroy it, and you have to sort of, uh, you know, have to sort of kind of make sure that I don't, um, I don't kill. I basically don't destroy these eggs and they all run off and they do things themselves to try and sort of kind of protect the egg and they do all this stuff and then they realize that if they band together and they all put all the eggs in one basket behind them and stuff and then they take turns to defend against him then they can protect the egg and that ties in with the fight at the end where they got the, the ipad and they go yeah. protect the egg that did not tell me anything about the story going for all me that's protect yeah, fine. I know, the but it's just it's something you know <laughs> you missed need, out. It's it really not, it was a story that did not need to be told because it, it was is. focusing on the climax. I know, I, no, 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 
that you can't say that man because you're like there's so many there's so many series where there's stuff where you're building up it's like it's like the relationships between johnny and daniel and chosen and you know and crease and all these things you've got all these other things going around and seeing what's happened you know, his time in jail and how he had um what's the girl oh it's names tori the, tori yeah tori was in you know he used her as basically yeah a, i was that i was a bit absurd got exactly what i need to know yes tavi was helping john crease okay <sighs> Shit, fair enough yeah. I, if it was I, a really I, I boring long series i could understand but it's 10 it's 10 episodes man 10 yeah. episodes i will say with this though this and there's so much good stuff going on there's so much great television at the moment that you know, even watching a ten-episode um, series is a massive time sink because there's so much good stuff. And also, I have, I'm married with children, um, so love again, it's just and marriage, love, exactly. And marriage. <laughs> That's important. And oh, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, and I in fact, I can watch it and know exactly what's going on. That's all. Time. But like I say, the choreography is amazing, and I, my hats off to the choreographer, the stunt people, and the uh, cameraman for some fantastically short fight scenes. I mean, you look at something like um, a good example is uh, Iron Fist. Those are terribly short really really badly shot and just confusingly done partly because um finn jones is not trained in in uh martial arts it didn't bother he just didn't try and it really should here they're really getting up close doing it incredibly well and choreography exactly what's going happening within that fight and it kind of the and they'll combine combine drama within the fight as well. You, you the snapshots of dialogue, and yeah, really really impressed with it. Well, you wouldn't know that because you don't watch the whole thing. You missed out on Miguel and his stuff with his father <laughs> and all the stuff with Johnny coming down. With, yeah, okay. You know, what, to, what impact right. did that have in the final story? Yeah, with, because it's about his, his it's about his relationship with uh, Miguel and the other guy who uh, <laughs> the other sort of kid who's not his who's his son, uh, Robbie. 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 Yeah, getting these names. Uh, it's right, about Matthew, the, time for a timeout. Uh, timeout. I can't believe it. Come Pete. on. I can't See? believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me it's also like there's this rivalry between the different clubs. I mean, I get it, like it is a TV show, and yeah, um, there's some sort of dramatization, but like I've been doing Kung, no, Kung Fu now, admittedly on and off for 20 years. We definitely rather than any other clubs I can show you of that. It's a very friendly competition. I'm, kind of sort of, I'm just trying to think, right? It, it's like. I'm sorry, it's like you just skip to the end of Indiana Jones and the, the, the Indiana Jones or something, and you're just like, you know, well, I know what happened. I don't really need all this stuff at the start because the end doesn't really change. It just is what it is and stuff like that. So it's like you going around, I'm not going to watch this film because I'll just skip to the end and see what happens. I mean, stuff. I, could not, I could not do that with Tenet, which I recently watched. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't do that because... But I bet you've watched all of Indiana Jones. Of course, because that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't know about Cobra Kai because you've not given it a chance. I did. I watched the entire first season oh, of it. God, and man. it's like, no, I didn't need to watch all of that. I could just watch the black oh. and do that and find it, it works quite well. Right. 
Anyway, next season, Matt, you watch the final three episodes and you tell me how... No, no, Peter. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do it properly because I can't believe believe you just watched the last three episodes. Try before you deny, Matt. No, no. I refuse to. I only do that in series where I'm losing interest in them and stuff. And Cobra yeah. Kai, I'm really enjoying. So oh, why do you enjoy? It? Yeah, God. <laughs> Can't believe it, man. <laughs> Can't believe it. Right, anyway. Anyway, anyway <laughs> should we go to Lord of the Rings? <laughs> All right, yes. Yeah, so what are, you, what are your views on that, John Joe? Me and Pete had a good long conversation about it last week. Um... Do you know what? I, I've got to admit, I was watching the when I watched the first episode of Rings of Power, I I, I felt quite bored. Um, it was it was really slow for my liking, and I was like, "Come on, something's got to happen soon. Something's got." Just wait but till the last episode, John Show, and then you can see what happens because you know that's yeah. that's what that's what Pete yeah, I'll, does. I'll do that. Yeah. Just don't watch all of them. Don't waste all that time. Wait until the last. <laughs> Tell you what, Pete. Yeah, you don't need you don't need all these episodes that are watching at the minute, Pete. Just watch the last episode where they have the big fight, and then you'll be fine. That's all right. You don't you know don't waste your time, Pete. Don't watch these stupid things on TV. Just watch the last episode, and you'll be. All right. Might have touched through everything. So, 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 we're finally witnessing Matt's breakdown. I can't believe it. It's like I don't watch them. I just watch the last episode. Ah, God. Um, but, but you know, from from episode two onwards, I found it really enjoyable. And um, and for one thing, which I was quite worried about, it looks fantastic um it is beautiful you've got to you've got to experience it in full 4k goodness because the detail is just it looks so beautiful every shot is just it's just amazing and even even like the the actors and the you know you've got the the girl that's playing galadriel i think it's really good um you've got the young elrond who um is actually quite enjoyable and was almost going to be played by Will Poulter if he hadn't um, pulled out of the show. Mm. But, um, but I, I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I'm liking the dynamic. I'm, um, I'm liking the orcs as well. They've really made the orcs a menace in this show. They actually do feel scarier than they did in in the films. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite enjoying it. I'm, I'm, I am going to watch the whole series through because I want to see what goes on. And, you know, I've... I've kept my I've kept my Amazon subscription. I feel like I've partly paid for this series, so I might as well might as well watch it now. You know, yeah, it's it's it is it's a slow. It's, it's, it's been a slow. It's building up the story, and mm. there's you know, I it didn't sort of blow me away. As in, it's very beautiful. It is very, but you can tell it spent a lot of money on it. Um, Those transition shots from the maps to the um, landscape. Oh, that's good. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, th- those five seconds. Sh- sequences would would cost the, the same amount as an as an episode of another series completely yeah. just five seconds would cost another series yeah. of, of any other show easily so they, you know it's just a it's just a build-up you know there's a lot going on it's sort of kind of bringing in characters and stuff like that um though from which i was watching a i was watching a tiktok video and stuff and i didn't realize this because again it's been a long time since I've read the Silmarillion and stuff, but I like there's a lot of characters who are being jammed together. So like Isildur and um, uh, his father Elendil and stuff like that. They they are not actually all not 
them together, but some of the other characters aren't meant to be in it together because there's like hundreds of years between them and stuff, but they don't want to have lots of like mm. small parts and then people dying and then having new ones and stuff. So they're basically shrinking the timeline and sort of jamming a lot of stuff in. So you've got a lot of it together, uh, which well, like streamlining. Yeah. So they're streamlining it, which I actually, cause again, it's, I, it's easily 20 odd years since I read some early in and stuff, but um, you know, I was like, yeah, that sort of makes sense. It doesn't sort of bother me. And so it's like some of the stuff they did with Lord of the Rings, the film, there's some changes from the book and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, that sort of kind of made it better in a certain way. And it's sort of, you know, you didn't need that. Like you didn't really need a Tom Bombadil stuff. You didn't really need the stuff about the Barrow Whites and stuff like that. You didn't know need things like that, which they cut out and didn't use. So streamlining certain parts is actually working. And I think with a series so, which could potentially be a very long series, um, like, the the rings of power having that sort of kind of having these characters to keep people interested and sort of progress the story is quite a good idea so yeah uh i'm looking uh-huh. forward to uh i'm looking forward to how they they sort of kind of they end it and stuff will be sort of are they going to go for like a helm's deep sort of thing or is she going to basically you know mm. and then i think the other thing as well are they going to um, I know we're t- talking quite a bit in the future on this part, but are they going to almost do like their own iteration of the actual Hobbit and Lord of the Rings storyline mm. further down the line, or are they going to no. just I think stick it'll, it'll, this it'll, time it'll, period? It'll end after, and I can't remember the name of the battle, which we we named last week, but I can't remember it, but um, oh. it'll be the battle, I think. It will finish with the um, defeat of Sauron, uh, and the ring going to Isildur. And the way they're build, building Isildur up at the minute as being, like, he's he's well-meaning, but he's irresponsible. Oh. And um, I think that yeah. sort of kind of building up, that he's, but- you know, he's trying to sort of, like, be the great man, but he doesn't really have what it takes and stuff. And I think that sort of is probably how they're going to bring him into like sort of. I think that's how they need to play it. They need to show Isildur as this guy who, you know, he is the heroic figure. He is the person that you'd think you'd be looking to. And then, you know, corruption does take place. And then he then, you know. I was chatting to. We need that. Yeah, I was chatting to Richard Morgan um, a few days ago about. Rings of Power, and he made an interesting comment that was the Rings of Power TV series is a high fantasy setting, but with a low fantasy style. You don't have like massive epic battles or large life characters. You kind of got skirmishes mm. and very kind of grounded almost, you know, battles. It's not like you know epic magic. It's very period yeah. drama in certain ways and stuff. The way they mm. talk to each other, especially the elves, the way they talk and things like that seems very period drama as well, uh, in, a, in a certain way, um, which I which I quite like. The only thing that sort of kind of gets me is the way they pronounce things, the way they kind of, like, they kind of really um, like Numenor and they sort of kind of roll their R's and stuff like that. And they, they always have to have that thing going on with the way they speak and it's sort of annoys me slightly i don't know why but it does <laughs> i did like Durin in the last episode yeah yeah the way he was just you know re- really just kind of manipulating the elves Durin, mm. i'm just i just actually want i mean check I, I know Durin, but there's something that i need to sort of think this may just something popped into my head carry on but, okay but, but yeah the guy, the, guy that, 
Sorry. I was just going to say, the guy that played Durin, um, I remember, because when I was watching it, I was thinking, I'm sure I've seen this guy before. And it was really, really bugging me because I couldn't picture it. And um, I remember that I actually saw him on stage um, a good few years ago because he was in that show, One Man, Two Governors. Oh, yeah. And um, he's a bloody good actor. I thought oh, he was oh, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. But, but it was like one of the things, because obviously under the makeup and putting the voice on, I was like, I'm sure I recognise who that is, but it just wouldn't come to me. But as soon as I saw it, I was like, yep, yeah, that's him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so again, uh, if you don't want this... Uh, uh, okay, so... Uh, I don't know, because this, you guys, if you've not read the books... Nope, you've no, only no, had no. 80 years to read the books. Okay, right. Yeah. The the Balrog is called Durin's Bane. Mm-hmm. So the Balrog that that the Balrog that um that Gandalf uh, fights is his his name is Durin's Bane. Um, well, that's what they call him, Durin's Bane. So it's obviously going to tie in, and them sort of getting there, they're going to. I just realised they're going to fucking get the Bal. The Balrog's going to appear at some point in time. Oh, yeah, and stuff. because yeah. as I understand it, like they told the history of of the um, Silvers, which which is what Muffler comes from. Yeah. Apparently, and just like it's been fought between this elf and this the Balrog. Balrog, and I love the fact that they used the they used the the, the Balrog um, model effectively from the Lord of the Rings things. It's one of those yeah. things. It's like if it's not broken, don't fix it. And that Balrog was perfect, so good, and I'm glad they kept it because some of the orcs, I can, I don't mind the way the orcs look and stuff like that. But the Balrogs for me in Lord of the Rings, it was, the Balrog was perfect, and so having the same one again was like, yes, that'll be good. But it just dawned on me and stuff during during Spain. That means the Balrog's going to appear at some point, and I was like, yes, this is going to be good. Yeah. Well, I think the Balrog, like the Balrog's going to be, like I mentioned, it was uh, explicitly referenced in regards to the um, Silmaril, but also doesn't it? It's in Moria where Durin is based. Yes, in, um, in Moria, yeah. Moria, which is, yeah, where we know, where we know what happens there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, interesting. That's going to be, because obviously, yeah, there has to be the downfall of... That's the Mount of Moria, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so there's all of that that come, that come through, because there's all of that that happens before the Rings of Power. Like, because, you know, I... Again, it's this is really bad for somebody who's meant to be, you know, knows Lord of the Rings and stuff, but... From what the film, you know, um, Gimli talks about, you know, doesn't act like he knows what's happened in yeah. in in uh, in um, Moria and stuff, but he does in the books. He knows and stuff, so it's yeah. just like uh, it's not like he's going there because. Well, yeah, I think that they need to kind of telegraph that yeah. to the audience of the film that when. No, hadn't read the books. Yeah. And they need to kind of explain that. Like, well, well, how can we tell this to the screen? And you do kind of wonder, hang on, why doesn't this dwarf, Gimli, know all about these other dwarfs? And like, well, the big dwarf cities. Well, it feels a bit odd, but it's it's a way to kind of telegraph the information to the audience without it feeling too... Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, info dumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, um, it's something I think, it, it, it's going to be like a... It's going to be something that will get better as it goes along. And I think when you start watching it back, when other things tie into it, it it's going to be a, a lot better on the second watch as well. Because I think people have sort of preconceptions about, you know, for me, I think it's just like, I've watched Lord of the Rings. I love Lord of the Rings. And 
I watch um, this new series and, you know, everybody looks different and things, they talk different and, you know, it's not what I'm expecting. And therefore, part of me is kind of going, oh, I'm not sure if I like this because it's different and stuff. But as I'm sort of kind of pushing away my old feelings about the sort of the old Lord of the Rings films and sort of embracing it as it is it's becoming a lot more enjoyable and I'm sort of starting to get into it. Episode, the f- fourth episode and the fifth episode are really starting to get more sort of kind of, I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm into this. Um, so, and I think it's only going to get better as it, as it goes along and stuff. Yeah. Um, I want to say one of my favourite bits of casting in the whole series so far has been um, Lenny Henry. Yeah, as, um, yeah, he's Rose. really good. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's brilliant in it. He has got quite a, He's got quite a good demeanor about him, and he yeah. does play like you know he ain't playing it overly jokey, but he does get the laughs in the show. I, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm quite enjoying that. A good Irish accent as well, so yeah. Oh, uh, but do you know what? Um, oh, I can't remember the actress's name, but the one that plays Nori mm-hmm. um, in the half that I think she's brilliant. I think she has got the potential to you know not just be one of the lead cast members of the show, but when you see a certain actor or actress in a TV part, you think. You know, this is hopefully the start of something big. I reckon she's going to be one of these actresses that you're going to see appear everywhere in the next few years. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah. if anything you... else, I think the acting's brilliant. Yeah, I, I we we had been talking about last week how I was just like, you know, um, the 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 stranger who's fallen from the come from the meteor and stuff and how uh that can't be Gandalf oh, yes. it can't be Gandalf because he doesn't appear until the third age and stuff like that but because they're sort of squishing things together they it it could be uh one of them it could be one of the uh is it the Maiar um one of the um the wizards the wizards and uh. It, that is a potential, or it, it might not be Gandalf, but it could be one of the like we said last week. It could be one of the blue wizards who sort of kind of you don't you don't hear about in the Cimmerillion and stuff. Um, so that's mm. interesting. I think, yeah, I think they need to make it a character that's not really had much screen presence before. Mm. So just do a oh, it's Gandalf or something yeah. like that. Think be a bit, bit lackluster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You agree? So it it would have to be like it could be one of the wizards that we don't know about because it, all... yeah, it might be just if, if if it was Sauron. I don't know if it could be because uh... for Sorry, Sar- Saruman, I think it's Sar- Saruman, Saruman, Saruman. Uh... I no, I don't think so. No, I, I think it's unlikely, but it would be interesting if it does. And what would oh, it yeah. be that kind of what event happened to turn Amaya to Sauron? It was the Palantir, though, isn't it? Because he it shows that uh-huh. basically, oh yeah, his his um because he he got in the Hobbit and stuff. You got yeah, and so he sort of is sort of still Saruman the White, um, and it's just because his use of the Palantir um has. <laughs> basically corrupted him because he's basically looking through um Sauron's eye and that's what sort of kind of brought him low laid him low so that I think that's what sort of kind of edged him in that direction and stuff mm. but uh but yeah I guess it could be if it was uh, him. what's the um uh what's the character of the uh ah oh, there's, there's someone I've, I remember from quite early in the Lord of the Rings is it is it um Ma- Manny or Manway, I can't remember. Manway, Manway, yeah. 
But I was thinking it could possibly be him. Amway. Mm. Don't know the character. Just because he's supposed to be the, um, you know, he's uh, if I remember correctly, he's supposed to be like you know the like the mightiest of the mighty. He's supposed to be like the almost like the one that first finds out about Sauron being evil and uh, get. I think he gets tricked by Sauron at some point and could he's, potentially lead into. He's the yeah. the end. So there's the Eanor who are basically. So you've got Eru Livatar who is the is God. He's basically the the God. Then you've got the Eru who are sorry not Eru the Ener who are the kind of demigods. So they're basically they are the ones that uh-huh. sing the song that creates creation um and manwe is their leader effectively he's like the the oh. king he's the king of the um the the Anor, and uh, he's melkor's brother um so um yeah uh, i don't know because i don't i'm t- again it's been so long since i've read um yeah some really and i'm not sure kind of i don't think um, but- but like I say, because they are streamlining a lot of it as well, they could possibly pick from different corners of you know of all the um, Tolkien text, and you know they're going to make they're going to make a story that they believe is going to work, whether or not it's a hundred percent following what you've read before in the books. As we've seen, they do you know there are shortcuts, there are differences that are made within um, you know look at the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit trilogy. You know, there's definitely some massive changes that take place in them um hobbit in particular how do you make three films out of one story um badly very badly yes um but you know i i think you know i i don't mind if they borrow from from different corners if they can make a compelling story and it makes sense with what they're putting together yeah i'm all for it and if they do decide to bring in manway as your as the stranger I wouldn't be against that. Well, it, it could be, it could be a Maiar because, as much as I don't think, uh, so it says, uh, it says here. So, uh, Gandalf was one of the five Istari sent to Middle Earth by the Valar in the Third Age. So, the Istari are the uh, are the um, uh, the wizards, um, mm. but he's also, I think, he's also Maiar, uh, which is like a. Um, a heavenly spirit sort of thing. So An I angel, get, basically. Yeah. So I, they could, I guess they could, because it's Maiar. The Maiar are sent to help defeat Melkor. So it could, he could be a Maiar, and they could sort of tie it in with with that. So the, th- the only thing that sort of kind of ties towards Gandalf being the stranger is Gandalf is his sort of kind of powers are light and fire. And this guy's got that sort of kind of fire thing going on, though the ice, um, the yeah. ice thing, I'm not sure about. And also, he did interact with some fireflies, like yeah, like Gandalf did at the was it two towers? No, he, he no. was obviously in the two tower. No, in the was it the two towers? No, yeah. it wasn't. Did it? Was it the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, when he's up? In yeah, the, uh, he's in um, Orthanc. Yeah, uh, and escaped aboard the Eagle. Yes. No. Yes. Yes, because yeah, that yes. would be 
that would be Fellowship of the Ring. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, become, with that moth, that big moth yeah. thing, yeah. Um, oh. But yeah, but then is that being too obvious? Is it them wanting you to think that's it, and then it be somebody else? Misdirection. Yeah, I don't, I don't oh. think it'll be. I don't think it'll be um, Sauron. Um, Saruman. It, it could be Saruman, I guess. But I think, I it, think it could so. just be a Maiar. Um, so it's like they're sort of like because the Maiar are obviously going to have similar sort of powers and things like that. So maybe it is sort of like it's sort of kind of oh it could be Gandalf, but it's not. But it's kind of similar to. Um, you also got to think about sort of legal, cons- you know, legal things. Yeah. So they may not have the uh, they may Our not rights have to it. the rights Brown to these things. Paid. They must have rights to basically every single character that's ever existed. Um, no, apparently <laughs> no, there's a reason why they are making the rings of power the way they are. It's to avoid the whole copyright issue. Well, the whole rights issue of hobbits, of um, Gandalf, of Bilbo Baggins, of Frodo Baggins. By setting it in the using some really as a source, they kind of get around a lot of those rights elements that would bug them down otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it all comes down to money. Yeah, it all comes down to money. Okay, uh, we've been on for about an hour and 20. Uh, before we go on to our final pop quiz section, uh, is there anything else? We She Hulk. I guess we She-Hulk. haven't talked about She-Hulk. Yeah, really enjoying that. I mean, again, it's something we mentioned earlier about in relation to Star Wars. Uh, She-Hulk and the rest of the Marvels uh, shows are, each one is very different in genre. They're all not just pure comic book superhero films. Oh, sorry, mm-hmm. TV shows. You've got, like, um, One Division, which is an examination of grief. You've got A Falcon and the Bulls of Soldier, which is a political thriller, in, all, in, in essence. You have a sci- sci-fi adventure that is low-key. You have, um, and now you've got a fun, very female-centric um, lawyer show in the style of Ali Beale. And it work. It really yeah, does work. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I like. I've got a lot, load of people moaning about it, and I'm just like, just watch it for um, what it is. Just watch different. it for what it I is. Think, yeah. I think because people don't realise it's supposed to be tongue in cheek. It's supposed to be a bit silly. Um, yeah. In particular, there is a great line in episode two when um, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk is talking about the abomination. He goes, "Look, I was a very different man then, literally." And then, like Tatiana Maslany has that little wink to the camera. It's like, "Yep." He was a different man back 14 years ago. He was um, he was Edward Norton back then. But, um, you know, just things like that. I like little jokey but, bits. And... Yeah, and also, again, the humour never overwhelms the story. I mean, there's kind of absurdist elements, such as Tatiana kind of copywriting She-Hulk's name yeah. and <laughs> exploiting it, and kind of really just kind of, really kind of maxes out on the absurdist oh. element. But that is something that can happen to copyright. Copyright and you know protecting oh. someone's identity is a valid thing, and bra- yeah. it's branding and marketing. Um, yeah. But one of my favourite lines, and I'm going to horribly misquote it here, but it's in when Mark Ruffalo, not Mark Ruffalo, um, Bruce Banner, played by Mark Ruffalo, says to, <laughs> um, uh, says like, you know, the baseline, your, your baseline triggers, so your, your your triggers are anger and fear, and like, turns around and goes. Anger and fear are the baseline for all women everywhere. So, I mean, it's telling, you know, a very mixed, it's mixed some good points, but it's using the narrative tools of She Hulk to tell them very, very well. 
Yeah, I, do you know what? I'm really enjoying the show. I think you know it's um it's it's a bit refreshing compared to some of the very serious stuff we've had of recent. You know, yeah. um, Moon, Moon Knight was um you know there was some Super, fun elements, yeah. but it was very there was a lot of like you know supernatural, some very deep elements in that. Um, we've had yeah Falcon and Winter Soldier, which was very political, some dark themes through there. Um, one division you know very beautifully shot but as you say that was you know a series of grief which um yeah was amazing to see but then you know we've got this show now which is opening up the idea to mixing about with some characters it's bringing out some really fun moments they're they're not afraid to tease the audience a little bit um have a little bit of a wind up now and again if you watch episode six of she hulk you will see why it is fantastic and if you think that is not a good little twist you are wrong it is absolutely brilliant and if you had your hopes up that is your own fault mm. that's all i'm gonna say yeah. um but yeah i think it's brilliant um i'm looking forward there's only three more episodes this series mm-hmm. and i'm really hoping that they're gonna really push it out for the last three i want them to continue the humor as they are but i want them to really get the focal point of where they're going to go next i think they are going to have some some of this tying into uh um, a certain person that was confirmed to be in the next Captain America movie. Um, I reckon we're going to see him um, in the show in She-Hulk at some point soon. That's going to have a few ties to that. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, you know, I like the humour. I like the last. I like Marvel yeah. when it is a little bit serious. But come on, for nine episodes, let's just let's just have a bit of a giggle. And, and also, it's like would we all would we like five different shows? All basically the style of a critical thriller like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it would get boring very quickly. How it's okay, it's okay, Pete, because you know how to get past that because you just watch the last episode and then you're all sure, right. yeah. you, know, <laughs> you, know, you don't have to watch the rest of that. You don't need to get bored. Just watch the last episode. Yeah, if you did do that, I would probably just skip skip all of them and just watch the last episode. But no, they're kind of doing different genres and coming with a different way of telling these these stories, which is to be commended. Oh. Still can't get over it, man. Still can't, <laughs> still can't get over it. Just like, thank God. Uh, um, well, okay, so um, one sort of qu- recommendation just before we we move on and stuff. But if you've not seen Dharma, uh, the Jeffrey Dharma series on Netflix, watch it. It's 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 so it's it it it's kind of uncomfortable to watch, but it's mm. really really good like it's got so many different angles to it like uh it's all about the mental health it's about you know how parents can fuck up their kids uh how you sort of like certain things can sort of you know the there's a lot of ways you've got to think about it's like you know did the mother fuck him up or did the father fuck him up did both of them fuck him up was he just born like that you kind of feel a bit sorry for him in certain ways and stuff because he literally was just you know had such a bad upbringing and stuff but then you kind of go is it was always there with him and stuff the way he acts and stuff it's like he is sort of it's just it's it's so good and then there's the other angles about you know um race and how the police were ignoring um you know people of color who were who were complaining about him and saying you know his room he smells this smells and you know one of the one of the victims basically they could have saved him but they didn't they let him go back inside with this kid and he got killed and um you know there's lots of stuff there's so many different angles to it and it's just 
really good. It's emotionally taxing in certain ways, and it is quite graphic in certain ways as well, but really, really good. Really, really good. Um, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I binged it in like two days. I watched most of it in one night and then carried on the last two episodes. There's 10 episodes of it. And um, yeah, definitely worth it. Uh, the guy who played uh, Quicksilver plays Dharma, um, Jeffrey Dharma. Um, what's his name, John Joe? You know, you're good with names. Evan Peters. Yep, that's him. Uh, it's really good. <laughs> really good. Yeah. Uh, it's just sort of, but yeah, the, the, the whole thing's just, yeah, uh, you can I see. Like, what... I like, I get known as just the name guy. Oh, you know. It, Mom, you? You're like, the, you're like the, the complete opposite to me because I, I, I struggle with names. Like I can see them physically in my head and then stuff, but I just can't, <laughs> I can't get them out of my mouth um but you you know you're one of those encyclopedias that sort of know every you're like George, I, I, all I, the names i know what i am yeah. i know what i am i'm just fucking weird <laughs> <laughs> you got all the names but yeah definitely you should you should watch it really good uh it is slightly bleak though so um you know if you don't if you don't want to watch something that it, it it's you know if you like those true crime type things and you'll you, you'll enjoy this but um yeah it's mm. uh really well acted like really well acted and um you know just there's so many different angles to it which makes you sort of kind of think about the whole the whole thing and think about you know mental illness thinking about sort of um you know the way people react to these things there's bits in it where like you know he's in jail and there's like people here sending him letters saying he's a hero and trying to get his autograph and and things like that and how people react to these things and stuff and it's just like really good really good okay okay after that recommendation we will finish off with our um our last section so um for all of you who don't know um we do a little pop quiz sort of bit at the end where we have 60 seconds to name a character from some sort of geeky franchise um and so we're going to start with john joe because we've not uh, oh, I've got one. I've got one already. Right. Right through one minute. Let me get. Let me get a stopwatch started. Um, stopwatch. Right. Okay. So, what are we going for today, uh, John Joe? Um, this is going to be from the realm of Marvel. Okay. So, Marvel. Sixty seconds. Go. Uh, films. Yeah, they're in the films. Uh, okay. Okay, are they in the comics as well? Yeah, yeah, film and comics, yeah. Okay, are they in Avenger? No. Are, are they, they in he- the Avenger films? No. Are, are they a hero? Oh, sorry, Pete, what was that? Are they a hero? No. Are they a villain? They are a villain. Okay, are they, are they based on Earth? Yes. Okay. Um, are they in a TV series? No. Okay, so they're based in Earth and, it, and in a film. And they're one of the bad guys. Okay. okay, are they in one of the Iron Man films? No, not in the Iron Man film, no. Okay, are they in a Captain America film? No. Oh, oh actually, no. At, at this moment, no. Okay, so giving it away. All right. Okay, so last question each. We have um, 
in the films, uh, not a, not a hero, not in the Avengers, not in uh, the Iron Man films, not in the yeah. Captain America films, though you are hinting towards them potentially being in a Captain America yeah. film. I think that might give it away. <laughs> um, and he's a villain. Okay, so... Oh god, my my brain's gone completely blank now. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a really annoying one, isn't it? Uh, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, oh my god, my my brain's gone completely blank. I can't even think of a question. Um, Has it been in the Hulk films? Yes. Has been in the Hulk films. Right. Is it? Getting his name again. Oh, is it? Is it going to be? Uh, is it going to be? Was, is red? Is it going to be Red Hulk? No, no, not not is Red Hulk. Is it going to be um, the one that was in the second episode of She Hulk? No. Oh no, 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 no! Because they were because um, I said only in the only in the films. Um, no, so. Mm. The person I was thinking of was Samuel Stearns, a.k.a. the leader, because uh, he was in The Incredible Hulk, yeah. and he shall be the villain in the new Captain America movie. Uh, oh. Okay. All right. Okay. Well done. All right. Yep. Then, yep. Um, and being reprised by Tim Blake Nelson. So they, they are slowly making the 2008 Incredible Hulk film canon, whereas for ages... Marvel were almost like just washing their hands on it, but it's almost like they're bringing everyone back now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, apart from Edward Norton. So. <laughs> okay, Pete, what have you got for us? Okay, Marvel again. Okay. Ooh, so, okay. Marvel. All right, we're not, because like, last week we did like comics and stuff like that, and we were both sort of big time clutching at straws and stuff. Is this, this isn't really sort of obscure car- comic book characters and stuff, is it? Oh, come on, Matt. Come on. It just, might let's be. Let's get this over with. Oh, co- all right. I'm gonna, you're you're going to have to. I'm not going to get this then because my comic book knowledge, especially in Marvel. I'm my okay. Yes, all right. Okay. This. So Marvel, 60 seconds. Go. Comic books? Are, yes. Okay. Are they in the MCU? No. Oh, okay. Um, are they in the Sony Marvel films? No. All right. Okay. Are they in any um, films? No. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> See, this is it. He goes from really, and then he goes um, from really super they, obscure. Have com- they been in a live-action TV series? No. Oh fuck! All right, that's that's me going. Um, <laughs> have they got powers? Right. Have they got powers? No. Um, no, well, not really. Are they a good guy? Yes, mostly. Mostly. Okay, it's not the Punisher, is it? Oh, he's got films. He's got films, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got films. Um. Uh, I'm I'm really struggling there. See, um, this is it, Pete. This is it when you go when you go obscure comic book characters they, with guys who aren't comic book I, nerds. Have, have, they, have they got a comic book named after themselves? Yes. Sorry. Oh, okay. That's sixty seconds. Okay, so comic oh, book uh, character, okay. good guy, oh. not in any films. Uh, doesn't do, do, doesn't have sorry, superpowers. Sorry, do we establish if it was a man or a woman? It's a man. Man and okay. a man. Um, I'm gonna guess. I've well, got one to be honest, gone, it's Matt. not always, but yeah. Right. 
Go on, Matt. Do you want to have your guess first? I, I don't know, man. My comic book knowledge is pretty abysmal, if I'm going to be honest. Um, <laughs> unless you're talking... Uh, uh, I'm, I, I'm clutching I'm, at straws. Is he, is he a mutant? No. Because oh, I was, was going to guess Captain Britain. I did that last week. I said Captain Britain last week. <laughs> He's like, no. Like, who did you say it was last week? Black. Who was it? Darkhawk. Darkhawk. That was it. Yeah. I, I don't know. Man. Oh. I haven't got a clue. John Joe. Uh, yeah, my guess was Captain Britain. I've uh, obviously. No Nomad. Nomad. No. The um, former Bucky and former Super Soldier. We're banning. We're banning comic book ones. <laughs> we're banning comic book ones because <laughs> we're, we're banning two... Pete from doing Marvel. <laughs> the only reason I will say that is like I don't know very much about it. You, maybe if you had oh. somebody who was in super into comic books, they might be able to win. Okay. But there's so many options for comic book characters that you could <laughs> literally go on forever. And there's sixty seconds. Is this not? If you asked, did ever is it one of the Super Soldiers? Yes, and that would narrow it down massively. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I wouldn't. Peter is the logic. Yeah, yeah. Well, we could just skip to the end of the quiz, Pete, and then you could just give us the answer, and then that would be it. We didn't right. have to waste the time with sixty seconds. Because... Anyway, Matt, come on, your turn. Your turn. Uh, okay, uh, I'm going to go for. <laughs> I feel like I should stick it to Pete and go for something really obscure, just like. <laughs> but then it's not going to be interesting for other people. Um, I'm going to go for. Oh. I'm going to go for. Um. I like how you lead this segment, but you don't actually have one in mind. I know, but it's just, I, I was going to go for a generic one, but I'm trying to think. Oh, my God, I'm going to go for Cobra Kai. I'm going to go for Cobra Kai. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's um, right, Pete. You've watched them all, so you should know. Okay. Um, <laughs> right, so Cobra, wait, 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 Cobra Kai, wait, 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 they are not in the films. Uh, are they a student? They are a student. Are they male? They are male. Okay. Are they related to one of the senseis? Uh, they are not related to one of the senseis. Okay. Um, have they been both in Miyagi-Do and in Cobra Kai? Yes. Uh, okay. Are they a student they at the school? They are a student, yeah. At the school. At the school. I mean. Okay. Is it Hawk? It is not Hawk. Okay. Is it is it Robbie? It is not Robbie. Ah. Is it Mike? It is not Mike. Okay. We're just going to just name each one over and over. <laughs> yeah. Um. Is it um Miguel? Yes, it's Miguel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was running out of names. I think it is, to be it fair, is. I've only watched I've only watched the first two seasons, so I was really struggling. To well, you don't need to now, Pete. No, mate, you don't need to now, John Joe. You can literally just skip to the end. Yeah, you I can. watched the last three episodes of season five. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be fine. Trust me. I mean, I was I was naming them off just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't I, Matt? But, but do you know what? God. Do you know what? I, I, to be fair to Pete. 
I did that a few times when the Marvel series dropped on Netflix. Remember when the first series of Daredevil came out? Because someone said to me, oh, Daredevil is in his outfit until episode 13. So I went, oh, let's put episode 13 on straight away. So I knew at the end, and I was like, okay, now let's watch the whole series. But, um, to be yeah. fair, though, with, with the Marvel Netflix shows, they really needed to call down their episode count to about a third Eight. of what... A third... A third, you could easily call a third of those episodes, and it would have yeah. no problem. That's why they did that for Iron Fist season two. They they took it down from thirteen to ten, which yeah. did really help a lot. It was a much better story for it. Oh yeah, especially when they actually made Colleen wing the um the Iron Fist. That was yeah. definitely the right direction. And, and then they cancelled it, which is just god damn it. Yeah, well, they they they, they tried. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go for one more here. And I'm going, to do okay. Marvel, I'm going to do Marvel again. Uh, it's not the comic book iteration of this one, so don't go ask me loads of massive questions about the comic book. It's going to be based on the films and that sort of kind of knowledge okay. of the films. Well, that says one question. Yeah, okay. So, okay. So, um, Marvel, 60 seconds. Go. Is it Coulson? It is not Coulson. Okay, are they, are they a hero? Um... No. Are they in the Avengers films? No. Okay. Are they in the MCU films? Yes. Are they well, in the Iron no, Man films? Whoa, 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 whoa. No, they're not. They're not oh. in the MCU films. Are they in the Sony Spider-Man films? They're not in the Spider-Man films. Are they in no. the Punisher films? Nope. Are they in the Marvel TV shows? Nope. Oh, okay. Are they in the Hulk? Nope. Are they- Okay. Is it is it is it Blade? Nope. Just because Blade was its own people are. Okay. Yeah. Um is it in the were they in the X-Men films? Um kind of. <laughs> oh for God's sake. <laughs> uh is it Quicksilver? <laughs> no. Okay, okay. One more one more question and then you can one more question and then you can uh, uh you can have a guess. One more question okay. each. Oh, all right. Um, all right. Uh, bollocks. Okay. Um, so what we've got what is it? it's a he's in the films. He's kind of in the X Men films, kind of. And I'm saying he. I'll give you a oh! hint. It's not oh! in the X Men films, oh, but he is. I, think I know. I think I know now. Um, are they? Because this is either one way of saying it or another. Are they? Is this person in the Deadpool films? No. Ah. Okay. Hmm. Um, I've I've got one last guess, but um, I'll let Pete have his guess first. No, you have your guess. You're taking Pete's guess. I'm just. I'm just trying to remember the name of this one because um, because you had. Because you had um from the from the is, is it someone from the New Mutants? It is not from the New Mutants. New Mutants, no. Right, I have I have no I have no idea. Then I'm, I'm out. Okay, Pete. Pete. <laughs> okay. He is a oh, mutant. He, I'll give you a last clue. He is a mutant. Okay. Oh, this is painful. <laughs> yeah. But he, and he is part of the MCU. No, he's not. Well, oh, no, he's, no, no he's in the X Men films. He's in the. Oh, he's, he's in. He's he's. A, 
you'll see what when I when I say who it is, I think you'll you'll understand. But um, okay. That's how the duck is it? No. Just check it. I have to double check. Caliban. 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 Oh, for God's sake! Logan. He was in Logan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That's how you go. You know, obscure without going obscure. You could have got that one if you'd asked the right questions. There you go. (laughs) (sighs) But Uh, anyway, because you said like X Men without the X Men, I just thought. Deadpool, it's got to be something. Deadpool, they're all yeah. new mutants. Yeah, but it's but, like it is X Men because because obviously Wolverine is a part of the X Men, but it's not an X Men film, really, is yeah. it? It's, no. it's it's its own and stuff. So it's like it's kind yeah. of you know it is it is an X Men film because he's an X Men, but you know what it was, it's a, yeah. It's a, it's still a strange movie when I watch that because it's because it's not really a sequel to anything either, and they do actually like. They actually reference and they show the X Men comics, which is very strange. But um, yeah, I still really enjoy that film. Yeah, Steve Merchant played him in, yeah. the, in the film. Mm. The, com- the comic it's based on is actually very good. Old Man Logan. Yeah, you Old Man Logan. That's actually I've actually read Old Man Logan and stuff. This is the thing with me is it's like I I've dabbled in certain comics and stuff, but I've never been sort of I've never read loads and stuff. So when it comes to comic book knowledge, I'm a bit like uh. I know basically what I've wikied and what I've read, the small amounts, and what I've watched, and that's like cartoons and sort of uh, cartoons and films. But you know, when it comes to lore and stuff, unless it's Warhammer and Lord of the Rings and stuff, then generally I don't know a lot about it. Right? Okay, that's been highly enjoyable. Some good topics to yeah. gentlemen and stuff. Um, Pete, you are going to go and watch all of. Karate Kid. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm really not. I just don't have the time to watch all that oh, relationship drama. I can't, I can't believe it, man. Just, I don't believe it. Uh, I'll tell you what, tell you what, what, is, what we're going to find out now is that when you watch the Karate Kid films, you only watch the last 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to call you on that every time you start going on about something. It's like, Pete, you didn't need to watch it. You could just skip to the end. It's like that episode, it's like in, um, it's like in Spaced, where he's like, skip to the end. And it's like that's all you need to do. skip to the end you don't need mm. to watch anything because at the end you'll just sort it out it's okay <sighs> anyway okay um <laughs> thanks everybody for joining us um uh it's been highly enjoyable um for tonight i've been matt geary and with me my co-hosts peter ray allison good night everyone and john joe cosgrove take care lovely people oh